Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. Do you have that wheel ready, Blandy? It's ready. It is. Later. Later. Blandy's going to be spinning two wheels. He's going to turn that bland news segment into a little less of a bland news segment. What's on that wheel, Blandy? What's on wheel number one? Tell us. So, people can, so one, the people who usually tune out before ouch. your news segment, is that true? they you might think stick that around for it. Do you really think that happens? Yeah, I know that happens. I see the stats. So. Oh, is that true? Do I know really exactly know when sure? they tune out. Yeah. Oh, ouch. That's why we leave um, it at the end. I, I love how like uh, Blanderson's two years worth of news segments is still a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been two years, has it? No, it's it coming up I on think it. it has. It's, remember, it was after the after the pandemic started, so we're coming up on it. What's on the fucking wheel? What well, is we got on two it? wheels. We've got the wheel of accents, and then we've got the wheel of emotions. So we're going to pair mm. them up each week, and we'll go from there. And you're going to read the news in an emotional accent? Yes. Okay. And do you have any favorite accents on that wheel? Well, I, I put all Give the- Give us a little tease. What, you want, you want like a little- like? Use an accent, you mean? Do you have a favorite accent that's on the fucking wheel? I enjoy the Scottish one more than anything. I mean, I, I, I think okay. I'm partial to that. I think everybody knows I'm partial to that just because of the way I react whenever Derek leaves a voicemail. So, And what is the emotion you do not want to get that's on the second wheel? Well, I'm really dreading the Knicks win a championship. Uh, emotion, just- okay. Because I just, you know, everybody else is sleeping, and so that would be loud. So I don't know. Although it is me, so maybe it wouldn't be that loud. <laughs> and how many options are there in that second wheel? What are the chances of that? There, there's only like five or six options on that wheel. The accent oh, wheel good. has a lot, but on the emotional <laughs> wheel, there's there's not too many options. So twenty percent chance Blandy's gonna be doing the news, acting like we just won a championship. So it's, stick around. It's possible. Yes, it's very possible. <laughs> All right, everybody, remember to leave us some ratings and reviews wherever you listen to the pod. Leave us some comments on YouTube if you watch us there. For Hardnick's Life merch, go to hardnickslife.threadless.com. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that gives second chances. I even get second chances. Tonight is my second chance because I fucking fell asleep during the Wizards game, resulting in Barry giving up and going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry gave up pretty early, right? It was like 10 o'clock, eight, 10 o'clock at night. You did not leave a lot of time. Because I actually turned my phone... I think when you said that, I was still watching. But I turned my phone upside down because Blandy annoys the shit out of me during games. What? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Whenever you're like, anything. are you guys caught up? Where are you at? No, and I just because get you're pissed always off. behind. Yeah, and so that always annoys me. Because I'm like, dude, I'm just starting the fucking game. 
So I turned upside down so I don't have to get annoyed by you. But I did fall asleep in the second half. And uh, I don't know. What time did I, I wake up, Blandy? And Barry was already asleep? Like 11 something? It was 11 it was around 11, yeah. maybe a little bit after. So here we are tonight. I mean, you know, we've given Barry plenty of second chances on this show. And look at him now. Just the perfect podcast specimen here. Mm. Never makes a mistake. Wow. And wow. Blandy, we've given him countless second chances. And we're even giving a second chance to Uncle Funkle. Play voicemail number one. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, it's your Uncle Funkle in Miami. Look, I, I heard through the grapevine that you guys couldn't hear me last time because it was so windy. Yeah, there's a lot of hot air in Miami, but there's a lot of hot air in Long Island too, just so you know. All right, I'll say it again so you understand it. Craig, you got a potty mouth, a potty mouth. You curse like a sailor with Tourette syndrome. Really, your language is so salty, I'm retaining water. It's bad for my hypertension, it's not good. Uh, Barry, you might want to take Craig to go see Dr. Dickey, get a full workup, you know, the whole thing. Uh, Blandy, for the, for the roulette wheel you're doing, I think you should do an impression of Joe Pesci because you sound exactly like him, which is yet another reason they should leave you home alone. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm just kidding. I joke. You know, I'm a joker. I'm a kidder. Uh, so guys, have a good time. Have a good week. It's a hard mix fucking life. You see what I did, Craig? You sprinkle the salt. You sprinkle it. You don't dump it on there. Okay. Talk to you later, boys. Oh, thanks, Uncle. Phil. Everybody's favorite uncle. Is he? Is he everyone's favorite uncle? Right, probably right behind Uncle Jesse and Uncle Buck is Uncle Funkle. Oh, those are some good uncles, though. Yeah. Right. Who do you like more, Macho Man or Uncle Funkle? Uncle Funkle. Really? Oh, yes. I okay. Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah! It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including bracket contests, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting and your favorite casino games. Bet online where the game starts. Let me take a little drink. Is it hard enough? What's in that? Is what hard enough? What? Your drink. Your drink. This is water. You think I'm putting in this thing? I don't know. You put alcohol in these bottles? I don't know. You needed to take a little drink. (laughs) I thought you needed to to calm yourself down. Then I would have to clean this. You put alcohol in whatever you want. I've had this for like a year. I haven't cleaned it once. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's really good. you it's I'm just surprised. water it's water yeah water builds bacteria over time doesn't yeah, it, does I mean, it? You, isn't there backwash sure. in there that's bacteria Craig backwash yeah you don't think that anything from your mouth gets into that while you're taking a drink you think it's just water coming out there's no water going in there's gotta be something going in I don't think the backwash is the problem I think is even if the there problem? was no backwash still I think there's bacteria no matter what but it's bottom line you should probably but, wash yes <laughs> I'm not going to. But if I put alcohol okay. in there, I would have to. Mm. Well, the alcohol. Well, no. Yeah. yeah, why? You wouldn't need to. The, I mean, if you'd want to <laughs> oh. put water in it after the fact, then yeah, but. So maybe if I just put alcohol in there once a week, then I don't need to clean it ever, right? Is that what you're saying? Depends on what alcohol. Rubbing alcohol? 
No, I mean like <laughs> are we talking about something with like a <laughs> like an artificial flavor to it? Because then you okay, this it. is fucking ridiculous. I know that there's nothing to talk about, but you know, let's talk about something. It's like what can we talk about so we don't have to talk about the Knicks? <sighs> Twelve games left in this season. About twenty days left. And guys, I talked about it a few minutes ago. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm coming clean. I'm going to be honest here. Did I watch the Wizards game? I tried. I fucking tried. I started around, I don't know, 8.30. Somewhere in the second half, I kept falling asleep. And I kept awake. I woke up. I kept rewinding. I rewound all the way back to where I thought I ended up. It took me until 2 in the morning. At 2 in the morning, I finally finished that fucking game. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Yeah, it was so painful. I, I mean, kept I finished fucking it on time and it was asleep. miserable. <laughs> I woke up at some point, like one in the morning, I was like, wait a second. And it was like, I was like, wait a second, weren't we up by like 15 points? And now I'm seeing that we're up by like one. I'll tell you what, I think I got through the game. I'm still, I, but I don't really know what happened. And I don't really care. I do not care because it, it doesn't mean anything. These games are meaningless. We are not making the play-in. We are five games out with 12 games to go. We're not doing anything but hurting our chances at a top four pick right now. Top right? four pick we're, chances are, I mean, what? they're, they're slim as they're can what? be. How, how much better no, they're can not. they get anyway? How much better if they were, right now they're the 11th seed in the lottery. 11th. Mm -hmm. They have a, yeah. at the 11th seed, they have an 8% chance of being in the top four. A couple weeks ago, before they started winning some meaningless games, dude, we had a 25, 26% chance of being in the top four. A mm. one in four chance. That's not good. And now we have a one in 12 chance because we wanted to win some meaningless fucking ball games here. And we're about as low as we, we're about as high of a pick, I don't know, high or low. We're as low of a pick as we can go in the lottery right now without making the play-in. Right behind us is Atlanta and Charlotte, who are in the play-in tournament right now. All right, guys, so what do, we, what do I have to keep myself invested in this season? This fucking podcast? RJ, trying to get to 20 points a game? Finally, after a whole season of watching our overpaid veteran free agents that this front office put together, Kemba, eight, nine million dollars a year for the next two years, this year and next year, by the way. Noel, Fournier, who's about to break this Knicks three-point record like anyone gives a fuck. Do you care, Barry? Why are we even talking about it? Because there's nothing else to talk about. That's why. It's meaningless. Finally, we're getting to see these young players all play together a little bit. When I see IQ, RJ, Obi, McBride, and Sims all in, mm. that gets me a little excited. Yeah. But we, an entire season of meaningless basketball games here. All right? A wasted season. And now over the past couple weeks... When you have fucking might want us to lose to try and get a little bit higher in that draft, we're finally playing with some energy, finally playing D. Randall's finally woken up, and we're finally winning some fucking games here. I have been drained of all my fucking energy. All of it. And to top it off, there's rumors now, and we've been talking about it, that the Knicks might not want to pay Mitch. They might not want to pay Mitch. Because we've got too much money invested in guys like Fournier, Noel, Burks, Kemba. We're not going to pay a 23-year-old center who's one of the keys of our team, who's making nothing and has made nothing the entire time he's been here. He's like the 
second or third lowest paid Nick on this team. Makes $1.8 million this year. He's fourth in the NBA in blocks, second in offensive rebounding. And we're not going to sign him. Barry, Barry doesn't want to sign him for like 14 or 15 million a year. When we've got Kemba and Noel combined making like 18, 19 million dollars a year for those two fucking guys. Look, if I can if I can snap my finger and switch those contracts, fuck yeah, I would do it. That that's the reason why I don't want to do it because we have all that money over there. And yes, Mitch has been playing unbelievably. He's been playing the best basketball of his career. I love what he does on the offensive glass. I love the fact that when the Knicks aren't shooting well, they get second chance after second chance after second chance. And and most of the time, his offensive rebounds are putbacks that he's putting in. I love that. And I think it is big for this team. And I think his defensive, you know, him as an anchor of the defense is very big for this team. But again, I mean, I don't know where that line is that says, yes, it's worth it. Give him the money also. And where it is to say, let him walk and we'll get somebody else that might be a, a step down, but is going to save us $10 million because we can sign a serviceable center for $5 million or $6 million a year. What, can, Don't you see how that's fucked up, though? Barry, Don't you see I how do, fucked I, up that is? Barry, that we what, need to find a serviceable center for $5 million because we got paying Noel ten. Right, but what you, I mean, eight, what kind of serviceable center do you think you're going to get for five when no, no Nerlens Noel got ten million dollars? You're year. not. Yeah, we give you. We gave him more Nerlens, than we should have. If but, you can't I mean, pay Mitch, you're not. Don't then fuck your fuck your serviceable center. That's Noel. You're not. You can't invest any more money in someone else. Then you got Nerlens Noel. Noel Sims is going to be your starting center. Nerlens Noel will be your starting. If he can center get on the court. Year. What a joke! What a fucking joke! Noel's horrible. For he's, four, he's, he's for not four, had a good year this for year. For $4 million more played. a year, we could get Mitch. Mm-hmm. I'm um, <laughs> just giving you a taste of reality, you, Craig. No, you know what? The reality <laughs> is you reality. need to That's find a way to pay Mitch. Teams do it all the time. Their, their front offices find a way to pay the players they want to play. You That's don't fine. think they can get a start? All of a sudden, a team is able to, the Lakers or whoever, Miami, is able to work out the economics, the finances to get LeBron, Wade, and Bosch all at the same time when everyone thought it was impossible. You have to be able to find a way to get rid of some of the salary, get rid of some of these guys and pay Mitchell Robinson. Not if it's going to prevent me from paying somebody else that's actually going to make a bigger difference on this team. I don't know who that might be. I don't know who's willing to come to the Knicks and help be a part of the solution. You don't let him go. You pay him and you figure it out later. You do not just let him go. You can't. It will be a huge mistake. If you if you look and I because I tweeted this out yesterday in in March, he's he's averaging a shade under ten, which you know obviously, but his offensive game is not the best thing. But ten point three boards. He's seventy eight percent. He's shooting from the field, just under two blocks. Like he's been an animal. I mean, last night he had what fifteen. And 12. And the big thing is, if you notice, not only has he not been injured, knock on knock on wood, he's played in basically 61 games, I think, or 62 games or whatever it is. He he is not like he is really cut down on the fouls. Like he doesn't he he never really gets into foul trouble. I know there were a couple of games where he did, but he's been he's been it's hurt his blocks a little bit. Like his block numbers are not nearly as high as they have been in the in the past because he's a little bit less aggressive on the defensive end. But like he, where would they be without him and all those offensive rebounds? I mean, he's he's an animal on the offensive end on the boards. 
Let me ask you a question, Barry, because I understand what you're saying, that you, you'd you want to pay him if we had the room to pay him and do whatever else we want to do. But the reality is- Yeah, because I, I do think he's worth that but money. Let, I, but I, let me ask you a question. Isn't that on the fucking front office? Should we be angry at the front office if they don't have the room to pay Mitch because they invested all that money in guys who aren't even going to be, who, who we don't want right now? Noel, Kemba, let's just say those two. We don't, Kemba's gone. They're going to buy him out or something. And then Noel, who's, who is done. That seems like a horrible investment too. Those guys together are like 18, 19 million dollars. They chose, they knew this Mitch contract was coming up. They knew he was still, they knew, it's not a shock where he's at right now. I think we all thought he could at least be what he is now. So they must have. So they didn't have the foresight to leave a little money to be able to sign Mitch. Maybe, maybe they, they were put all that his, money into these guys. Maybe they were banking on him getting injured again and having you know a little bit of you know a little bit over his head when it comes to the off season. Uh, off season, but you want to fault the front office for something involving Mitchell Robinson? That uh, you know, if they knew that they weren't going to resign him, then the fault there is not is not trading him. Yeah, you know, before that's, the deadline I mean, that's to get some type if, of asset. If they let him walk, the, that's going to be a. Because issue. you're right. At $1.8 million, he's, I mean, talk about a bargain. That's where the fault is. And the fault is in these mistakes that they've made signing these players to multiple year deals that are not, it's not working out. Burks, Fournier, you can make an argument that they're still serviceable. It's not a total waste of money. But Fournier is making, what is it, nine, $18 million? Yeah. $18 million? He's not the, he's not the You're problem. You're willing to pay Fournier? He's not the problem, but he's making a lot of money. And we won't even pay, well, I'll pay him, but we might not even pay Mitch 14, 13. We're paying Kemba 9, Noel 10. Well, you're talking about guys that they're paying money to that are sitting on the sidelines that aren't playing. So, yeah, it's hard to justify any of that. And we know, you know, Kemba had his chance on the court. It didn't work out. Wasn't a good fit, the whole thing. Fournier could be a good fit. He could be a piece of the cog on this team. It's it's the guys around him that you gotta you know you gotta fill it up with, and obviously Kemba next to him, you know. But these right but away. these young players that we have that we've been growing, right? We've been sort of rebuilding for this, for several years now, right? Drafting these guys, trying to get them to grow and get better, and now we're going to be getting rid of them. Guys like Mitch, who's about to be on the cusp of maybe something very special. Forgot for these vets. So we're I don't choosing know how to, much we're choosing there is to, to lose game, the, Craig. the young guys. You're saying for the he's best. on the cusp of something special. What, what, what more he, is there what to this game that we haven't game. seen yet? I don't think there is anything else. And, and, and trust me, this is good stuff. This is good stuff for seeing. But I don't think that there. I, I think he's reached the top floor, Craig. I mean, you're saying right now this is like his ceiling, what he's playing right now, because he's yeah. so, he only come on. He's he's playing really well the past what couple months. The se- yeah. it took a long time for him to get in shape. Yeah. So if you think about him in shape at the start of next season, the numbers he could put up over the course of an entire season are going to be much better than he's putting up this season, number-wise. So he can he hasn't had an impact over the entire season yet. He's right, gonna, right. He had a slow start. Yeah. So he, I mean, he came in he came in with a lot more muscle, wasn't was out of shape, couldn't keep up. If he played like this for an entire season, he hasn't done that yet. That's ten that's would different. You, would you accept 10, 10, and two? Per game, right? Ten boards, ten points, two blocks a game. 
What do you mean, would we accept that, that's it? That's good. I'm already that's putting that's worth, that's worth $14 million, $15 million a year, wouldn't you say? It, the impact I, he I, has on I the game. I said that is right. what yes. he is worth. Yes. So then give it's it to can him. Can the Knicks afford him? You find a fucking way. You find a way. I know that that sounds like I'm simplifying it. You find a way. You pay him, even if you don't have That's room to, to sign someone else. You figure if it out If they are after. able to find a way, I do not have a problem. I got I to gotta see how the math works out. That's all. I got to see what, what pieces they move around to do if it. If they don't, they fucked up. Because then we're, we're, we're choosing to sign vets over re-signing our own young guys. And that was and a conscious choice. You got to remember also, you got to remember like those long stretches of how well Nerlens Noel played for this team last year too. I mean, that's why he got that money is because he was playing so well. You know, we forgot about Mitch because of how good Nerlens Noel was playing when he was on the floor. Now, again, was that a flash in the pan? Was that a one-year thing? Yeah, but that I don't that know because contract, he can't stay on the court it, this year. But even when that contract happened, even after we he did play high. well, we all questioned it. $10 million yes. for a backup center. Right. That's it a lot of like money invested to yeah. a similar player as Mitch. You know, and then you got to think ahead to Mitch's contract if you want to eventually pay him. So you're going to pay, what, $23 million for your two centers that are like the same player? It just didn't make sense to sign a backup center for that much money. And they probably signed him because they were worried about Mitch's health. It's kind of ironic that it was that's Noel's health that's a problem now. And he's getting all the fucking money. He makes like eight times more than Mitch in a yeah. season. Well, you figure if they could, I mean, Campbell will be gone. Right, I mean, maybe they don't bring Taj back. It's not like he's making a lot of money, but I mean, you he's you don't need him, correct? I mean, with Jericho Sims, you don't need Taj Gibson around. I know uh, Thibodeau likes him. I'm sure that they're like probably looking to move Burks this off season, and I'm sure there'll be some takers for for Burks. So, I mean, if they could if they could get at the minimum those three contracts off the board, obviously we need a point guard too, though. So that's the problem. You need the money for a point guard somewhere somehow. You know, they might have to look into some sign and trades for a point guard they're interested in. Like, if they really do want Jalen Brunson, I know some Knicks fans don't. But yeah, I mean, I agree. They could, if if Tibbs loves Taj so much, make him an assistant fucking coach on this team. The curb Williams. He can still he play, though. He can still play. He holds his own. Come on. I'm not ready to throw Taj to the to the curb yet. No, but he may, if, if you're going to get, he, that I think money. it's like five or six million dollars you can well, save, yeah, save from, that from money. having Taj. You got Jericho. You don't need Taj there. You don't. If you have Noel, Jericho, and Mitch, because yeah. Noel's under contract. You don't need Taj, <sighs> even though you might like him. You you can't sacrifice Taj, Barry. That's killing you. It doesn't kill me, but it's like I feel like I feel like I've got like Yoda in the in the locker oh room, my God. and you're telling me Jericho Sims is the same thing. He's like a stuffed animal because he's not like he's not. Like, it's a totally different thing. Yeah, they're the same position, but I got. A veteran, a leader, somebody that pulls these guys together. I think he's really good for this team, Taj. Taj is making four point nine. Yeah, next that's year, nothing wrong with next that. Year he's next year he's something. at next year he is five eight at five point one. He's not he's not hurting you. Yeah, but you need that money. He's not hurting you, but Taj and Noel's salary combined, you we we won't we won't be giving to Mitch. We'd rather lose Mitch and have Taj and Noel here because their salaries combined are what contract. we would be paying Mitch. Noel is under contract. Yeah, if I can't be. if I can't move him, then yeah, I, I hurt myself. Well, luckily, if I'm, it's just front for office, next I hurt year. Myself. It's only next year. See, that's the other thing. It's next year, you know. And then the other one is the option. That's our option, correct? It's not the player option. It's the team option. So it's next year. Let's say we get rid of Mitch. 
right? And then, I mean, I guess we pick up that option. It's another, what, nine and change the following year? But I, I give him the money. Just honestly, give him the money. Cut Taj. It, it, it just it makes sense. I mean, Jericho Sims makes nothing. Guys, KP, Kenny Payne, leaves for oh. Louisville on the same day that KP, the snake, returns to the garden with the Wizards. See this quote that apparently Kenny Payne says that he, Leon Rose, and William Wesley cried six, seven times a day. They cried, yeah. Thinking about the decision of leaving the Knicks for Louisville. Why? Why would they do that? I don't know. But let me ask you a question. When is Salem State College going to be trying to sign Tom Thibodeau to be their coach and return to his alma mater? (laughs) Come on, Salem State College. The fuck is Salem State? Where's that? I don't fucking know. But I was just curious. Like, why Massachusetts? Why can't Tom Thibodeau's alma mater steal him away from us? Like everyone's stealing away Woodson, Kenny Payne, James Dolan. This was uh, this was from like over a week ago, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. You know, James Dolan apparently allowed the front office to make a decision on Tibbs whether they want to retain him or fire him. He was fine either way. Did you hear about this? Did you guys hear about this? You look like you didn't. Did you hear about it? <laughs> apparently, you guys didn't fucking hear about it. <laughs> well, then just tell us, Craig. And now the reports are that the Knicks are going to retain Tibbs for this year and next season. So we just have to uh, just grin and bear it. I, I have to believe in Tibbs now. Barry, do we have to just believe in Tibbs? We have to just trust that he will take us to the promised land. I would land. retain Tibbs for another year. Yeah, you can't you keep would. going through coaches like we've been going through coaches. Yeah. There are benefits to keeping him, of course. But his stubbornness wasted this fucking season. Did you see the quote from KD about John Morant? No. No. KD was talking about just how good it is for young players to, to start playing right from the get-go when they come into the league so they can learn from experience, from playing in actual games, which is basically totally against what Thibodeau believes in. I mean, not exactly. John Morant was the second was the second pick of the draft, and R.J. Barrett was the third pick of the draft, and R.J. Barrett gets you know was like leading the league in minutes. All right. Well, what about Obi Toppin? He was the what the eighth. Obi pick Toppin of the draft? is not John fucking Morant. <laughs> Ow. I mean, when you watch the two of them play, they're not even playing the same sport. Come on, there's no other team like us that that holds back our players. Other, yeah, John Morant was a second second pick in the draft, but other teams are starting guys like R.J. Hampton, like the Magic start R.J. fucking Hampton. That's the Orlando Magic. They're a bottom feeding team. This is a team that's coming off the fourth seed for last year. What do you want them to do? This is it's not where they are. We're stuck right now with a mediocre team. Be happy that we probably have our best lot of young guys that we've had in a really long time. Explain to me, explain to me, Barry, how over the past couple weeks, when we finally started playing some of some, like all of the young guys, not just some of them and giving them all a chance to play in place of guys like Taj. Why all of a sudden we seem to be playing better. And with more energy. Because Julius Randle and RJ Barrett are having their best points of the season at the same time. That's why. Hmm. RJ Barrett, the last two months has had his best two months of his career and Julius Randle woke up and he's been playing his basket basketball as well. That's why. And it happens to coincide with the fact that they're playing young guys too. They're okay, not the so the, so the young guys aren't hurting them, right? No. 
They're not so earning them. could we not have been doing this the whole season? Yes. Were the vets that w- were playing minutes instead of them giving us that much of a better chance to win? No. Yes! <laughs> Thought you were going to totally win that and you only won it by like 95% and I got like five. <laughs> <laughs> we could have... it. It's my problem with Tibbs. He's obsessed with the the tiniest making us the tiniest bit better to get give us the tiniest better chance of winning. When you can let these guys play, you can. Well, look, they're, they're not going to just get minutes for being there. They got to earn their minutes. And, uh, you know, you look at RJ. RJ's earned his minutes. He's been terrific for us. You know what I like to do with RJ? I like to play RJ most of the first quarter. I take him out and I, and I tell him, RJ, count to 10, and you're going to go back in. That's what I do. Guys, you want to hear some voicemails? Let's play some. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It's Dr. Dickey up in this bitch. Let's fucking go. Dr. Dickey here. Yo, I'm six minutes into the uh, current episode. Listen, I got to push back on Barry. I haven't really pushed back on Barry, for real. This is the one time that I just don't disagree. I don't agree. I apologize. But, like, at the end of the day, you're wrong, Barry. You you said we're in a rebuild mode. That's literally what you said around the five-minute mark. You go back and watch the pod, listen to your own words. You said we had a great season last year, but this year we fell off, and so we're in rebuild mode. I don't think we should have been in rebuild mode at all this year. I think our off-season signings last year showed that we weren't in rebuild mode. Why do you go bring in a Evan Fournier, who is a proven scorer, which turned out to be a fucking dud, and then a fucking Kimball Walker, who is a big-time boss, who turned out to be a fucking dud? You know, like, why do you bring those two guys in? Why? Not on a rebuild. You don't bring those two guys in on a rebuild. We had expectations that we were going back to the playoffs this year. A hundred percent, that's what the fucking front office and and Thib taught, Thibodeau. Dude, I'm telling you, you're wrong on this one. I, I really agree with Barry most of the time. He is so wrong. We never had a real rebuild mindset at all this whole fucking season. Not once did the front office or the GM or the fucking players, for that matter, have a rebuild mindset. I got to push back on that. Still love y'all though. All right, be easy. I don't know if you want to say it's semantics or, or this or that or our ideas are different, but when I said that they are in a rebuild mode, it's basically it's not like one of those rebuilds where you're trying to blow everything up and start at the bottom. I feel like they're not where they want to be yet. They're still rebuilding, not from last year, but from the year before that. You're not you're not signing Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker to be a championship contender. Yes, you want to pick up where you left off last year and hopefully improve, but I still feel like that's part of the process. It's not like, you know, the front office signed those guys and said, oh, we're done, we've got our team. No, they're still building that ladder to where they want to be. And, you know, unfortunately, they they took a couple of swings and misses with it. Yeah, I don't fault you for saying that they're still in a rebuild. I think that they just exceeded expectations last year yeah and so it this makes is it just hard. part of the process they might have a year where they exceed and then they might have a year where they fall back and then maybe next year will be 
Maybe we'll be back in the four or five seed. Maybe we'll be able to get a point guard. It is still, you still are just trying to climb that ladder. But sometimes you take a step back. And Yeah, I mean, right now with 12 games to go, the Knicks are 30 and 40, which seems so much better. Like take away last year and just look at two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. It seems like, wow, you know, that seems like strides. Yeah, let's celebrate where they were. 30 wins. Cool. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying that last year, it like took us off course and, you know, unfortunately it made us think we were better than we were. Than Jay, we I mean, if we're lucky, we'll win like seven more, like maybe we can win like seven of the next 12 and we'll finish at 37 wins and- That would suck. We'll, that'll be very lucky for us. Oh, that would stick. Look, would at, really at this suck. point, at this point, you're just riding the season out. That's all it is. You know, they're not going to make the plane and and they're not going to be in that with that bottom that bottom group of teams. So you're riding out the rest of the season. That's it. And like you said, when you see, you know, a, a second unit out there of all rookies and second year guys led by R.J. Barrett, you know, the only third year guy out there. That's what you look forward to. You, get you know, they are about. three and a half games away from having a 26 percent chance in the top four. Is it that close? Is, yes. San Antonio is in this eight spot with a 26% chance. They have 27 wins. We have 30 wins. And then you're telling me, so where does it drop to 8%? Uh, Washington is in the 10th spot. They've got a 14% chance of a top four pick. Nine, The nine spot is a 20% chance of the top four pick. And the eight is a 26% chance. The seven is a 32% chance. A one in three shot at a top four pick. A one in three shot at this guy Ivy that a lot of people want. When you when you break it down like that, Craig, and you tell it to me like that, you that make me want mind? you make me want to lose games when you put it like <laughs> well, that. Because I we're just like three I'm games being honest out with you. of, I didn't, of a one I'm in being three honest. chance. And I know, or one I know in these chance. are all percentages and this and that, and they're still low percentage, but it, it is funny. When you put it like that, it does it does make you want to lose some more games, doesn't it? It is just such a big difference right now of an eight percent chance, which is which is not it's not going to happen. It's just it probably wouldn't happen like, even if, if we listen, had a but if one in three chance. But Craig, if you're, if, you're, the Knicks. if you're if you're playing right, if if you're on the roster and you're playing these games, like you can't you can't think about no they're those playing hard percentage they're playing numbers to win. you're playing you're playing to win. So I understand it frustrates us as, as fans, but. but um, what are you going to do other than just ride out the season and, you know? No, I mean, the problem was it took them a long time throughout the season like to have a direction because for most of the season, they felt like they, they still had a shot. They were still, you know, still in it. And then you hit a point in the season where it's like, it's where we are. We're kind of in that no man's land. Yeah, but for, for, for some of these guys to be playing well finally, like Randall, let's say, when, the, when they have no chance, it's fucking frustrating yeah. as hell. Right. You can't say to him, hey, stop trying because these games mean nothing. And the more we lose, the better chance we are, have at drafting a, a better player. But come on, you're going to finally play well when there's nothing to play for? Craig, when, you when there's no awake? pressure on, there's nothing to fucking play for. You're going to finally play well? Fuck you. Speaking of Randall, were you awake or were you asleep when he knocked Porzingis on his ass? Porzingis set a screen, was yeah. trying to set a screen at the top of the key, oh, and Randall that. ran right through him, and Porzingis yeah. fell straight back Flat down his, his ass. Back. 
I don't even hate Porzingis anymore. Really? Yeah. It's two teams gone. It's two teams gone at this point. <laughs> the booze don't seem to bother him. It's good. He has nice shit to say about the Knicks and New he York. Said last night that he lo- he'll always love the city, right? Yeah, like I don't. He doesn't bother me right now. Mm. Seems like a good guy. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> But seriously, fuck Rand. Like, fuck these guys playing well at the end of the season. Oh, you can't tell them to stop playing well. Don't try. But you can be angry that they didn't try the whole season and they're only trying now. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. We're actually three and a half games out of having a 32% chance. Of a top, top four, four pick? Yeah. Three and a half games out of Portland, who's got 26 well, wins. Portland's going to lose more games than the Knicks going forward. No, they've they've won so one game in the last them. ten, and here we are winning five. They're of our they're last brutal. 10. I mean, we, we play them. Yeah, we play I mean, them the other night. They got nobody. Play the next voicemail, Blandy. All right, here we go. Hey boys, Adam. Uh, I'm in the middle of listening to uh, this podcast, your latest podcast. Um, here's the deal with Randall uh, that I've noticed uh, all pretty much all season. I get Porzingis vibes from him. He, he gives me exactly the same vibes that I had with Porzingis, where when you see him do something good, you see it in his face that it's about him. It's not about the team. This is why he sucks on defense when he's not playing well offensively. And this goes right into his relationship with RJ, because I absolutely 100% believe that Randall doesn't really like that RJ is taking over his territory or is the, you know, the darling of MSG, you can, I see, I've been reading the two of them all year in, uh, in the huddles on the sidelines. You see when they don't really congratulate each other, uh, the way that you would think they would, there's something definitely going on there. And I think it all boils down to, Randall is about Randall. Even when he's playing good, bad, you see it in his face and his reactions. It's about him. It's not about the team. Have a good one. I agree with half of what he said. I, I I can see what he's saying about Randall playing for Randall and being more about his own agenda um, and less with the team at times. I don't, and I, and I can't, read into thinking that he's not happy for RJ's success that I have a hard time. You know, I mean, we talked about in. last week, how it just makes yeah. things easier for him on the court. He doesn't have to shoulder the burden. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Adam. I, I mean, I, I, I feel like I sense the same thing. I talked about it last week. I know you guys disagree, but I do think that Randall wants to be the, he wants to be the star. Randall wants to be the, the number one guy. Who doesn't? And he, and he yeah. had a taste of it, you know, last year. I think RJ, starting to see that RJ wants to be the number one guy right now. It does seem oh, like yeah. they're battling for it. RJ's, yeah. RJ's driving the lane. He well, He's putting up shots. He wants to get the 20 again. You can see it. He wants to surpass Randall. There's got, I mean, I think naturally there has to be a little friction there. You can't think that there's not Well, any. especially when you're not winning. You know, it's, it's one thing if you're winning games. I think it's a little bit easier of a pill to swallow. For everybody, when you're not, you're like, well, is that really the right, you know, is this really the right 
progression? Is this really, you know, am I supposed to pass the torch off to him now? Yes, he's playing better, but we're still not winning. Maybe he's got that in his head. You know, and Randall's going to, I think it's fair for Randall to view himself as he should be the number one option. You know, I think a lot of us want RJ to be it, but Randall puts up numbers across the board. He helps in so many ways, in other ways that RJ doesn't, you know, rebounding, assists. He does things even when he's not scoring that RJ doesn't really come close to doing. So I, you got to think that he, even if RJ was scoring more points than him, Randall would think he's the number one guy because of everything else he brings to the table. So I think there's got to be friction there. Has to be. Who's the next one? Hey, guys. So this is Justin from Queens. Uh, so the season is pretty much over. You know, I'm watching these games with the sound off pretty much, you know, so I don't get too excited. Even like the Wizards game where we were, uh, Kyle Kuzma hit nine shots, well, three shots in a row. And, you know, like, ah, who cares? Right? Who, who, who the fuck is at this point? Um, I'm watching the grind minutes. I'm watching the, I'm watching it pretty much like I watch college basketball, which is what are, what are our prospects doing? What's, 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 um, what's RJ doing? What's grind doing? What's IQ doing? That kind of stuff. I, I'm really just looking forward to um, the future with those guys. Uh, the one comment that I have and I want you guys to kind of talk about is what do we do with Mitch? Because I've actually been of the opinion that, excuse me, uh, I've actually been of the opinion that you can't keep RJ, Julius, and Mitch. Everyone thinks RJ and Julius don't fit, but really RJ and Julius don't fit with Mitch or a person like Mitch, like a Nerland, they actually work really well when old-ass Todd Gibson is in the game because he has more than a 10-foot shot available to him. So it opens it up. And I think Julius even, uh, I think someone uh, on one of one of the other uh, post games was talking about how much Julius gets to the basket when he's not in there with, with Mitch or Nerland. Um, or Taj when he, when he's not in there with a traditional big. So I wonder if we can do a sign and trade with Mitch and actually address the point guard thing. Um, I know everyone's talking about Jalen Brunson, but the guy has to be Colin Sexton, right? We were supposed to get him a year ago. It didn't work out. Um, he's young enough. I'm willing to pay him any, any dollar amount as much as I'm willing to pay Jalen Brunson. So, and now the Cavs don't need Mitch, but maybe we'll sweeten the deal somehow. I don't fucking know. I'm not Leon Rose. But either way, I think we lose Mitch this summer. Hopefully it's in a sign and trade and we address the real need of this team, which is point guard. Let me know what you guys think. It's a hard fucking mixed life. I thought we were passive. I actually thought, what are you guys going to change your name to? Because, like, things were looking up, but nope. Still a hard mixed life. Love you guys. Let's go next. Love you, Justin. Um, well, I mean, Justin Cleveland. has a very healthy has a very healthy way of watching these games, by the way. Just go back to what we were saying at the beginning <laughs> with the sound off and just watching it like college, you know, Kind of, kind of, you know, looking at these guys like prospects, what they've got, you know, how they're progressing. That's a very healthy way at this point in the season to watch these games. So good, good for you. 
Cle- Cleveland. I mean, I know he said it himself, but Cleveland's got Jared Allen. They don't. They don't need Mitch. That's for sure. No, it's interesting. I mean, I've, I haven't heard anyone say that Julius and RJ play better when Mitch isn't in there. I like last that makes season. Sense. season He's I feel like up the it does make sense, man. but I do feel like the defense plays much better when Mitch is pl- in the game. And that is Thibodeau's and this team's what's supposed to be their calling card. You know, we yeah. saw how much they missed him against the Hawks in the playoffs last year and how crucial he was before he got injured last season and how good he's been this season. And I mean, if that's the case, uh, the front office doesn't see it because they sign guys like Noel and Mitch. And if they are clogging up the lane, that those are our fucking centers. So they don't see that, you well, know? <laughs> I'm I'm looking at this because now I'm looking at all this stuff. He, Mitch has not taken a shot from outside the lane the entire season, literally. So he, I mean, he's always in there. But I mean, the idea that yeah, does Taj have a little bit more of an outside shot? But I mean, you know, it's not like he's you know he's not Kevin Durant or uh, or or Kristaps Porzingis. No, but yeah, he will or, shoot some. He will take shots from yeah. outside the key, which is way more than you can say yeah. for Mitch. It's not Joel Embiid, you know. Ultimately, I think the biggest issue is the point guard situation, and hopefully we can fix that. And I don't know if Colin Sexton's the guy. He's barely played this season. He's played 11 games for the Cavs. Uh, of course, I would be interested in him if we could get him for without having to give up that much because of him not playing really this season. But I would take almost anyone right now. Anyone. We don't have a fucking point guard. We haven't had a point at guard at all in a really on the roster. Long time. Even when we were winning, we didn't have a point guard though. So that's the thing. Like who was running the point? Chris Childs. Who else? I mean, once we got rid of Mark Jackson, who's there been? Am I am I missing somebody? I mean, one of our great point. Well, you, like, oh, I mean, like Stefan Marbury, uh, Raymond Felton. Yeah, Ray Raymond Ray Felton. Felton doesn't count. Ray Felton Steph. fucking counts. He would be no, fucking. He, Raymond Felton would be fucking a god on this team right now. That's how right, good he I'm was compared Steph, to what we have. But, I mean, Ray Felton doesn't count. Yeah, I'm he does. Sorry. No, he does Raymond Felton not. fucking counts. No, Were you even no. watching the Knicks back then? For yes, he For my sanity, does. I cannot admit that Raymond Felton counts. Uh, oh, trust no. me. He, no he'd be a fucking star point guard on this fucking <laughs> no, team. God, They're so no. bad. <laughs> yes, Jesus. dude. Oh, come on. <sighs> You know, in uh, 2010, when Raymond Felton played with us, 17 points, nine assists nine a assists. game. I know. I know. It's also D'Antoni's offense, though, right? That was D'Antoni's offense. Randall leads the Knicks with like five and a half assists a game right now. <laughs> he had nine assists a game. And he's running the pick and roll with Stoudemire to perfection. We don't have any of that. None of that. 17 and nine for a point guard. We're about to fucking pay Jalen Brunson to give us like 15 and 5. And we'd be super excited. And we'd be ecstatic. We'd be fucking ecstatic. <laughs> and we'd be lucky. We'd be fucking lucky. And you know what? We're not going to get him because we're not going to get anybody because we never get anybody. And we're going to get the scraps in the offseason. We're not going to get the number one point guard on the fucking market. We're not. But aren't you used to just not getting them? We're not going to get them. I'm not even going to pretend this year or hope that we are, because we're not. Every year I think we're going to do something and we don't. We're going to draft some guy that we've never heard of. And Tibbs isn't going to play him until we're 60 games into the season. Yeah, we're going to trade down from the 11th to the 14th to the 18th 
We're going to draft Ty Ty Washington. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tibbs isn't going to play him all season until the final three weeks when it's all over. And just all keep, his other players are injured. It's not even because he changed his so mind. We get an so extra, she has like, no six, other choice. Picks. <laughs> We're going to be all excited on draft night. All excited to see, you know, after we won all these games late in the season that kept moving our draft pick down. Be all excited on draft night because we're all always optimistic. Who are they going to draft at 11? Oh, the Knicks traded back to 13, 17, 19, 23. They got two. Now they got four picks in the second round. Whoop de fucking right, yeah. do. You pick up. That's what's going to fucking happen. But not just, like, but like, you know, a second round pick in 2025, two second rounders in like 2028, you know? Or draft a guy that's playing over in fucking Europe Israel. Europe will be ready gonna, in five years. You know, draft and stash for another two years. <laughs> I read an article. I don't know. It's probably not accurate, but that the Knicks had a chance to trade Burks at the deadline. But with in certain deals, they kept trying to get more and more. Oh, yeah, pick, an extra like second round, pick. second round picks. Second round picks. Yeah. And like they, so they weren't able to get them. Yeah. It just kept trying to add like random second round picks. There was a there was a GM who was quite, uh, quoted anonymously, I think, in there who said they're they're always trying to get like an extra second round pick or something like that out of people. That's like their goal in the, ever than the draft to just like try to <laughs> trade, 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 trade to get one extra second round pick. I, at, I at don't, the end of I don't all. understand why why they're so big on those second round picks. I don't get why they're so big on just trading down like a couple spots over and over again. Just take the fucking player you want. Just take him. Puts us through hell. Is that the last voicemail? There's Ralph. Play Ralph. And I'm going to say this before we even fucking play Ralph. Ralph, you don't have to do this anymore. All right? You do not have to do this anymore. Okay? I can tell you're losing steam. I mean, I appreciate you doing it. But I'm about to stop watching the fucking games. So you, you don't have to, to watch the games. You just go to bed. Just go to sleep. You don't have to call in every half, every quarter for these stupid, meaningless fucking games that don't do anything. All right. You want to call us at the end of the game? You want to just just, just for, the, for these final few weeks of the season? Just call us with regular voicemails. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I hate watching yeah. the game so much. No offense, Ralph. I hate putting together your montage because I don't fucking care where they're at in the games. I love hearing from you. My favorite part is when Janie. Like, you're going to hear a great part from Janie this week. <laughs> all right. Be. That's my, honestly, that's my favorite part is hearing Janie say shit. I don't care if they're <laughs> winning or losing or when they win. I, I don't know. You hear what I'm saying, Barry? I, I do. doesn't need to do this anymore. No, These you're right. And it's, and, stupid. And you're right. He, he's, he's, he's great. And he's been great what he's doing. And you know, we, we, we were really into it. The Knicks. It's about. What, it, whatever. It's, about, it's not about him. It's, it's about done. the team. It's about the team. That's what it is. It's about the team. Yeah. yeah, it's the team. It's like and now it's, we have to relive these, what we've said over and over, these meaningless games, win or lose. It just doesn't matter. I like hearing Ralph yeah. up and down, but you'll hear this week, it seems like he's evening out whether they're winning or losing, all right? Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Hit it. Uh, Ralph and Janie here getting ready for another game. Janie doesn't even know who they're playing, but it's the Nets. Oh, damn. <laughs> go Nets. Slow start for Knicks. No uh, ball movement. Uh, very lackadaisical play. It's halftime. Knicks down by two. It's a dog fight. Well, it's a close game, but the Knicks lost. At least we got to see Obi back. He made a couple of three-pointers. So. It was a dog fight. <laughs> 
right. That was the one. <laughs> Next versus Trailblazers. We should win this one. I want to talk about a 30-point Nick win over to Portland. Good night. All right. Knicks versus Grit, uh, Wizards. Science is back. Porzingis against Mitchell Robinson. Woo-hoo. That'll be interesting. Knicks by seven at the half. Fournier is doing his Frazier, Clyde imitation. And uh, Sims seems to be doing his Willis Reed imitation. Knicks up by nine after three. Knicks hang on to win. Exciting game. You know what I really appreciate? I I appreciate that Janie's willing to watch these games with him because my wife is just like, I'm not watching this. She she will not watch it with me at all. She wants no part of it. She at least suffers through these things with him. You know? You got to admire that. What'd she say? Woof, woof, she said. (laughs) You got to admire that. I took my wife to the game on Wednesday. You did? What? Yeah, she hadn't been to a game in a few years. So, so I said, you know so what? So what? Wait a minute. So <laughs> what? Who gives a shit if she hadn't been to a game in a Did few Did she want to go to the game? Yeah, I asked her and she wanted to go. And I she said yes. She, to go. she yes. said yes. And yeah. you believed her. Yes. Yeah, if she did want to go, she would have told me not to go. I got there's plenty of people I could go to a game with. I wanted to oh, go was with that my a wife. good was that a good time? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You gotta think about it. it. Yes. That's a no. Uh-uh. But yes, yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was nice. Nice night out together. But it's not nice to. Sh- it's nice to share something with your wife that that is that you're passionate about, even if she's like you know fake into it, whatever. <laughs> so like sex. I don't want to watch. <laughs> I don't want to watch any of these games uh, with anybody. Mm. Good for you, Barry. Mm. <laughs> Well, y'all hear that music. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. And it is time to spin the wheel, but not yet, because it's brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who is changing the Crumb Cake game. Do we have a sexy emotion on the wheel? No. Oh, like a hot and bothered emotion? Yeah, ooh, hot and bothered, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. Horny? A horny emotion? Horny? (laughs) Let's put that on. How would I do the news horny? I don't know, but we're going to replace one of the emotions with that. Well, we right can just now. add it. We don't have to replace anything. We just add it in. Okay, so do that. Do it. Right now? Right. Yeah, but hit that sexy music. Tell us about... I don't know. We're, we're nearing the end of March here. Feels like we've been on the same crumb cake forever. Got, though, yeah, I know, it, it does. It does. <laughs> we've we still got two, two weeks Is this to still go. the fucking well, Danny boy? Probably next next week would be the last show, more than likely, with, with the Danny Boy. I feel like we've been talking about the Danny Boy for three fucking months. It's, this, I, this is probably the third time. Can you even get it up anymore for the Danny Boy, or what? Oh, I can. <laughs> Danny can. Boy. I can get it up for Danny Boy. Danny does it for you, does he? <laughs> yes, Danny does. Is that We're Danny B? About- it's Danny B, like Danny B. The Danny Boy. He probably what? would get if he had one of these. He'd probably get a lot of those crumbs stuck in his beard. Probably oh, that beard, yeah, yeah. That's got to be tough. I would think he would. I don't think he'd want to try one of these, especially with all I'm the at- goo and stuff and these things, the sticky mm. stuff. He he probably needs to stick to certain kinds of foods. I would think. Imagine a crumb cake 
giving Danny B a, a blowjob in the morning drive. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> What hand is he going to use for that? I don't know how he drives and does what he what he does. He's imagine him eating at the same time too. Hey Danny B, where's that hand? <laughs> like, and he's just got he's shoving a crumb cake into his crotch. I don't know how he focuses on what he does, let alone throw some food into the mix there. You know, Danny B, put the crumb cake down. How did we get into this? <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. He mentioned Danny Boy, and you're talking about Danny B. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already like. There's all, I'm more than halfway through <laughs> the music here. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to loop it. Well, is there anything else to say? I think we've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> the Brooklyn Danny Boy. It's delicious. There you go. Good old Clarkson. And did you notice I'm wearing my my new Clarkson gear? I just want to point that out. Again, they sent me. Yeah. So. Great. Well, right, from all the gift your, boxes. Yeah. To their world famous Crumpkins. They even have a Crump Cake of the Month subscription you get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your order. Another reason, by the way, that we have to keep Mitch. No, oh, Because yeah. otherwise, what would we do with the 23% and have to change something else? Well, what if they keep, they get rid of Mitch, but they keep Taj and we have them do a 67% off? <laughs> there you <laughs> go. What do you think? That might be worth keeping Taj. You know what I might Ranch. actually do? You know what's on sale right now, too, because of March Madness? They've got sales going on. The peanut butter and jelly is on sale. I think I might have to um, get in on that before before it leaves. More of Greg, a sale than our 23% off? Um, let me see. I think Greg, do, you th- do you think Blandy's got a side hustle going on with Clarkson? He's wearing this T-shirt two weeks in a row. He makes it a big point to show it on screen. Do you think he made like a no? Like but a I side specifically deal with Clarkson that he's cutting us them, out of. I specifically asked them for a new shirt, and so this is how I'm repaying mm-hmm. them by making sure I wear it from now on. Have mm-hmm. we engaged with them about the calendar again yet? Uh, the sexy what, Blandy crumb cake calendar. <laughs> oh no, nobody wants that. They've got no ideas. They've got the the peanut butter and jelly is twenty percent off, and the classic is twenty five percent off all until the end of March, and that's for March Madness. So. All right, let's spin that wheel, Blandy. Okay, so let's pull this bad boy up. What do you want what me to do first? Wheels. Motion or accent? Accent, of course. Here we go. <laughs> it has the sound. Yeah. So what is it? We got uh, Canadian. Okay, I think in the future when we once this once the wheel hits the accent, you got to go to the shift to that accent. Oh yeah, it's okay. like something okay. inside of you changes. No problem, I could do that. Okay, uh, now I got to find the emotion, eh? Let's see what we got. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do the uh, the news for you tonight, and it's gonna be one of the next one, the championship. <laughs> Is that the one? I don't know. I'm going to do the news for you. No, I'm, I'm going up and down on the roller coasters. So and my voice is going, oh, yeah, I'm going to, oh, here it goes. I'm going to get out of the Oh, fuck me. This is going to be the most annoying fucking news segment I've ever heard. <laughs> well, it was Barry's idea, right? Who who came up with that idea? I think it was mine, roller coaster. A, I think it was mine, but a Canadian accent? <laughs> And you don't sound Canadian. It sounds like <laughs> because you're I was Fargo. just on the roller coaster. That's why. But, if but why I'm is not the Canadian the such a high pitched voice? 
Because I was going up and down on the roller coaster. No, but it was like that before you even got on the roller coaster. No, this is how they talk, eh? They say a lot like this. This is like you sound like you're Irish. It sounds Irish. It's not Irish. It doesn't sound Irish. Oh, Irish would be if I was talking like this, Craig. That would be Irish. Okay, now do your Canadian. (laughs) That's Irish, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go down or oh, to the uh, to the skate park. I'm gonna play some some hockey. The skate park. Some, you did the skate some, park. You sound like you're. <laughs> hey, no, you don't know. No, you're wrong. That's not. That's not. You're Irish. wrong. You're wrong. You know, no, no. See, you got a little hint no. of something else going on here. Barry, dude. is that this true? Is not Canadian. Be honest. I mean, don't don't side with him. Just so, be honest. Yeah, be honest and don't be honest and don't be bullied by Jay right now because I know Barry hears what I'm hearing. I could see how he reacted when I said that. There's definitely no Irish, but you are going like a little over the top with With something in there. Which which again, you know, you got to make it sound Canadian. Exactly. Besides the A, I don't know what part of Canada this is. Irish Canada, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you got like it's a little like English, British. Irish, no, there's like not there's any of that in there. All right, well, let's like, go. This is like Vancouver that you're doing. Is it that oh, yeah. region? Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, you sound like you're in fucking Fargo. Do you? Well, it's just, it's the same kind of or, accent. Same thing with like Wisconsin in those areas, Minnesota. It's all the same thing. He kind of he sounds like the uh, the dude in the, in the in the middle of the, the woods in, in Frozen. Oh, is that Scandinavian? Yeah, that would be Scandinavian, but that's more like. Yeah, oh, you're talking about the guy in the hot tub. Yes. The the yep. gay, Jesus the Christ. Gay how long how long are we gonna do this? This show here. Then now we're doing this accent. He's gay. Add that like character's 10 not minutes. gay. He's in the tub with like a, a man. It's his family. He's in the tub with his family. No, He's not gay. He's not. I'm telling you, Google it. He's gay. No. No, that's his yes. family. They all be, no, they all I'm telling they, you. Yeah, they're all in the hot tub together. The guy in Frozen in the, the, is gay. Okay. I'm telling you. All right. Do you want me to spin the emotion thing right, again so, so that way I'm not doing riding the roller coaster? I don't want you to be doing Canadian. I think you should take it off oh, the wheel. Jesus Christ. What a, what a bust Fine. this is. Just no, I, I, I think you can keep... Yeah, I do agree in the future, let's get rid of Canadian, but we spun okay. it. We got to do it. But All do right. me a favor. You don't have to always be at the high part of the roller coaster. There's well, ups I and was... downs. There's... Oh, maybe you're going up. Maybe you're going up. You're, you're getting buckled in. You're nervous. Like there's a whole... Thing yeah. to the roller coaster. It doesn't need oh, to be arms up in the air of emotions. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're scared. You're excited. You're nervous. Uh, right. But then you just got to be. Just got to be. Those are the other emotions. emotions. But your emotions you're, you're just have to be up, up, up and down the whole time. You know. All right. Up and Whoa. down. Whoa. Okay. You know, like that kind of shit. <laughs> so oh my like, god. <laughs> so you mean like as I'm going up, I need. To... Okay. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm. I'm starting off. Former Dallas Mavericks general manager Donnie Nelson has has sued the team, alleging that Mark Cuban. You got. Fired you're not him. doing the Canadian accent, though. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, oh, Jesus. You're confusing the hell out of me now. This is gonna be too much. Gonna, oh oh yeah. So pull it together. <laughs> former Dallas Mavericks general manager Donnie Nelson has sued the team, alleging Mark Cuban fired him. Now, now I'm sounding a little bit Irish. Do I hear it now? You did before too. Okay, I'm concentrating too much on stuff. Oh yeah, for reporting sexual misconduct by a team executive. <laughs> so bad. It's like patting your head and rubbing your belly. <laughs> it's not easy. No, it's not. 
I can't do this. I don't know how I could do this while I'm doing a bomb on a roller coaster. I don't know how a listener's going to even be able to pay attention to what the hell you're saying. <laughs> this is Tough so for all of us. Listen, what else do we have? I mean, what else we got to do? I just, we can just we can just end it. I mean, we're this is like a seventy minute podcast right now. <laughs> you didn't get out anything. I heard something about Mark Cuban. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> all right, I'll give. Let me just give you. Forget about that. I'll just give you the two most important things here. All right. So uh, the draft lottery, uh, May seventeenth. The uh, combine will run from May sixteenth to May twenty second, and the draft will be June twenty third. At uh, Barclays, eh? You know, they used to play hockey there, the Islanders. Uh, only other thing, LeBron, I know how much you love him, Craig. Uh, <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> first player. No roller NBA coaster history. anymore. It's just an annoying no, fucking accident. I said, forget the roller coaster. I can't do it right now. Right. There's just no, there's no way. Uh, first Can NBA player. Comp- this to reach 10,000 points, week. rebounds, and assists in a career. And today became. The second leading scorer in NBA history, passing Carl uh, Malone. So now he's right behind Kareem. Probably pass him next year, something like that. You know? And that's the way basketball bounces. All right, get that fucking accent off of the wheel for next time. I guess we did not look close closely enough at the wheel, well, Barry. I sent it to you. I ran it by you, so it's actually your fault. And I would suggest that we get music that goes with each accent to play oh, during each segment. On top of oh, everything like, else? Yeah, like <laughs> Irish music, Canadian music, whatever the fuck we can get. And then Canadian maybe like music? roller coaster sound effects. Like for Canadian music, can I get like Justin Bieber? No, we'll get in trouble for that. So what's Canadian music though? I mean Irish, I guess. Well, we're Scottish, gonna get we're gonna get rid of we're gonna get rid of Canadian. All right. All right. Let's see. It. It's <clears> gone. <throat> I took it away. Guys, that's gonna do for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife, Barry at Barry Dworkin, and Blandy at Blandy Hooper, and you can. Call and we're us. gonna break up this show into two parts. Part <laughs> one is gonna be where we talk about Mitchell Robinson, and then part two will come out next week. <laughs> That's a good idea. So we don't have to record. That wouldn't even make sense though if I say it at the end of the uh, the end of the show. Oh, that's true. We should. Yeah. All right. They can call us. That's right. You could call us at five one six thirty three mesh one. We got a few phone calls. People just picked up the phone in the middle of the fucking episode. Six minutes in, they couldn't even wait to call. But you could call us anytime you want. Talk about anything. Yeah, why are they in such a rush to call during the show? Yeah, like, let me pause the show. I gotta call. I gotta call right now to tell Barry he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> he didn't want to wait. He didn't want to forget. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else we want to share? Oh God. Nothing. Barry, anything? Uh, anything you want to say? No shit stories or anything. Nothing. Mm. No, no shit stories. Nothing funny from the game with your wife? Anything? Mm. Nothing you want to wish anyone? Nothing? All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard next life. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Thank you. I knew what he meant. I do. I do. Forget it. I do. No, I do. And you're going to think, you're going to think, I forgot. I texted Blanderson the other day. He did. I said, we're done with the show. It's over. 
No, I'm still No, recording. we're not. We're not. No one's Craig? even listening at this point in the Craig, show. Craig, I know it's a Craig. sad time to do it, but Craig, <laughs> I want to wish you a happy birthday. A oh, very, you. very happy birthday to you. Should I edit now, that wait, in the beginning you... of the show? Should I put that at the beginning? <laughs> and he also he, he knew the day, too. He just was double-checking on the day. When he you told him that I texted you about his birthday. What? No, I didn't tell him that. No. Oh, 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 oh. But you just. I don't know when. I don't know when. Yeah, his fucking birthday. Yeah, you know, and I, I can't believe I forgot. And you had to fucking. Mind. I wanted to say it unprompted. <laughs> he gave you an opportunity, have, Barry. I have it in my notes here for the show at the end to do that because I knew that was going to happen. What? Bust uh. Barry's balls about not telling me happy birthday or Jason's? Five one six thirty three mesh one. I'm gonna give out the Didn't number again. Give Craig a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, make up for Barry and Blandy's fucking. That's right. Craig gets no love. It's not his birthday yet. No though. fucking love. It's like a, by the time this podcast up, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. What are you gonna do it next week? Oh yeah, I'm trying. Well, what's today? What? 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 I don't even know. What Sunday. The no, I mean the well, date. His birthday is March 21st, so g- g- give him a happy birthday. Yeah, sing. Sing for me. Blandy, sing for me. No. Um, All right. No. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. It's a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.